Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com senior editor, Katie Atkinson. What up, Keith? How are you? Doing great. And you? I am super awesome. I'm ready to bust out some choreography. Oh, man. Do some dance moves. Oh, if only the people could see it. They could see me now. I'm kind of doing jazz hands. Um, well, anyway, uh, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion and jazz hands about the week's mm-hmm. big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. On this week's show, in addition to our regular chart chat... We have two very special guests, the fabulous Kristen Chenoweth and Bright Light, Bright Light. Chenoweth, you know, of course, from Wicked on Broadway and TV's Pushing Daisies and Glee. And, you know, she's just an all-around razzle-dazzle kind of gal. Uh, she loves jazz hands. She loves jazz. She's Yes, she's like, <laughs> jazz hands. Oh, yeah. She's jazz hands personified. <laughs> <laughs> we spoke to her about her brand new uh, jazzy pop standards album called The Art of Elegance, her return to Broadway and her upcoming one-woman show and lots more. Plus, Bright Light, Bright Light, a.k.a. singer-songwriter Rod Thomas, came by and visited us in our Los Angeles office a little while back. His new album, Choreography, became his first charting album on the Billboard charts, and it features a bevy of special guests like Elton John and the Scissor Sisters. So stick around for our chat with both Kristen and Bright Light, Bright Light a little bit later. But first, before we get started, but first, before we get started... I forget who the name of that person was. Is that the Simpsons character that you're doing? I think it's a Simpsons character that actually is like referring to like a like a 60s or 70s <laughs> game show host. Or actually, it's like a Johnny Carson knockoff. It's like, mm, but first, before yeah. he gets dirted. So my reference is Simpsons when it actually comes from something else. Yes. Um, well, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode. And heck... Give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcast. So let's talk about the charts. At the top of the Billboard 200 chart this week, we've got a brand new number one from Solange. Uh, Her new A Seat at the Table arrives in the penthouse, marking her first number one album. It easily surpasses her previous peak on the chart, earned back in 2008, man, that was so long ago, when Soul Angel and the Hadley Street Dreams debuted and peaked at number nine. It is such a 
It's such a lifetime away, I'm sure, for her between that album and this album. And she actually had another album four years ago called True. True, and True did chart, by the way. Yes, it was just, this is her peak, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, anyway. True's less of a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Her new album was released with little warning on September 30th. It was announced only three days earlier, and uh, it came out as a digital album and as a stream. It wasn't released on any physical formats yet because, you know, it's such a quick turnaround. Um, we'll get to more about Solange in just a second. But first, we have to talk about the number two album, Bon Iver's 22 A Million. It's the act's first album since its 2011 self-titled set, which also debuted and peaked at number two. And that album won the 2011 Grammy Award for Best Alternative Album. The same year, the band took home the Best New Artist Trophy. Much to the chagrin of Nicki Minaj fans. Who was who was nominated that year. Yes, she was. And she did not win. <laughs> well, you know. I what mean, an indie top two. Yeah. With ser- well, indie. In, I mean, in the. In Solange the is on Columbia Records. Conceptual sense. Yes, it is a very. It is <laughs> alternative a, top two, perhaps, is, it, is better. Yeah, I think you can. It, it, it is sort of an alternative yeah. R&B, alternative rock. It's a very, it's a very cool looking top two. This Definitely. Week. Nice work, America. <laughs> Katie, I, I, I've, everyone's been talking about the Solange album, and it just came out of the blue. Yeah. Um, give us, news from the news desk of Katie Atkinson, to give us the update on this Solange album, because I, I didn't know that she was actually working on an album. I guess I should have known that. Yeah, I mean, well, it was a surprise, and it was the first album in, like, for four years. And she actually said she was working on it for four years, like, the whole time. And so it was, like, a long work in progress. Um, this is an album that, while it kind of came out of the blue, connected with people really quickly. Like, I, I was telling you earlier that my friends have been tweeting about it, like, Instagramming about it. Um, it's, like, really had an impact in a in a very quick way. And it's like a concept album, right? Yeah, so a lot of people, actually, um, I'm going to quote Pitchfork, because they, had a, they gave it a really great 8.7 review, and they referred to it as a stunning thematically unified and musically adventurous statement on the pain and joy of black womanhood. Wow. So it's, it's deep and um, it, people have really been talking about how she's kind of come into her own. She's not Beyonce's kid sister anymore. She's this unique, you know, she's her own artist and woman now basically. And this is her statement. Wow. And um, yeah. So I think that the reason it's performed so well is because people are super connecting with it. Yeah. Now it's time for our chart stat of the week. Keith just throws this in wherever he feels like it now. Now it makes sense. Um, So with Solange in the top 10 this week, we are reminded that there have been at least a couple famous siblings that have notched their own top 10s. You know, Solange is, of course, Beyonce's sister. And Beyonce herself has clocked six number ones of her own. Katie, can you name some other sibling pairs that have claimed their own top 10s? This quiz, Katie, really popped up out of nowhere. Um, okay, okay. I mean, I don't... I, I'm this gonna is, go... This is not an authoritative list. It's just, there's... I'm, I thought of two other examples. Oh, there's two, okay. Well, there could be more. Right, but two big ones. There are two that I immediately thought of. Okay. This is not incredibly the well The obvious researched. one that comes to me as a, you know, a child of the 90s, I was gonna say Aaron Carter. Is, is he at a top 10? Um, I believe Aaron's party come get it 
did, but I don't think Nick Carter ever went to the top Oh, 10. interesting. I was thinking Backstreet Boys. So we're talking as solo, solo artists. artists. Yes. Okay, so um, I mean, are we are we counting the Jonases? No, because once again, solo. Uh huh. Solo. Um, I could just tell oh, you, Ashley Simpson. Ashley Simpson and yeah. Jessica Simpson. Okay. Ashley Simpson's actually had two number one albums of her own. Jessica's never been to number one though. Oh, that's crazy. I'll just give you the other yeah, one. Yeah. What's the other one? Uh, so Michael Jackson. Ah. And Janet Jackson. Oh, those people. Oh, those people. I went to Ashley and Jessica Simpson first. As you would. Don't judge me. And (laughs) what's also cool is that it was not only Michael and Janet, but also Jermaine. Oh, look at that. Jermaine had his own top 10 album as well. Don't forget about Jermaine. Never forget about Jermaine. Never forget. Let's get serious. (laughs) Anyway, there's Chart Side of the Week. Uh, Just a, a, a a, a brief glimpse at some famous pairs of siblings that have had their own top 10 albums on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. Woohoo! Okay, it is time for our first guest interview with the amazing and fabulous Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah! Uh, the Tony and Emmy award winning singer actress stopped by the podcast to talk about her new album, The Art of Elegance, which debuts at number one, or which debuted at number one on our jazz albums chart, in fact. Um, she also uh, discusses her new one-woman show on Broadway in November. It's called My Love Letter to Broadway. Oh, man. I would love to see that. Yeah, I think it's like, I want to say it's like 13 shows, maybe 14 shows. Please film that, Kristen. Oh, I, ooh, you know that she, that's got to be a PBS special. Please do that. Yeah. Um, how she'll be co-starring in NBC's live production of Hairspray this December. And how we might see her in a Broadway revival of The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Um, and... Uh, we find out that she's a fan of Drake. Who knew? Oh, I love that. Yeah. So anyway, here's our interview with the wonderful Kristen Chenoweth. Even though it's breaking when there are clouds in the sky. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Kristen Chenoweth, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am wonderful. Uh, thank you so much for coming in to our office because... You know what? Your brand new album, The Art of Elegance, is uh, has just been released, and it's it's just a wonderful collection of you know American standards and you know everything from someone to watch over me and bewitched, bothered, and bewildered to they can't take that away from me. Um, what was you know the genesis of this album? What made you want to do an album of this nature? I guess I've always felt like I've just wanted to do it for so many years. Um, and I've, I've gotten to do a lot of albums of different genres. You know, I did the first album, which was, f- you know, Broadway, big standards that people wanted from me. But this one, I wanted um, some of the music that I've been hearing my whole life, actually, and cut my teeth on back in school. Now, some of these songs are obviously n- not new, but new to me. And, like, I'm a Fool to Want You, I found... That once I thought the album was done, and I was like, "No, no, no, we're doing it." Um, one of the songs I've done two other times actually, but just didn't feel like I was um, done with it yet. And it's "House Is Not a Home," Burt Backrack, Hal David. I just didn't feel I was done with it. I don't know. I think there's always going to be that story or that song or that that you know play that we're never really finished with, and that's the song for me. And I wanted to make sure that was on there and. You know, it's just been, it's its everything I love. It's the beautiful melody and a good, fantastic, deep lyric. And um, I tried to pick some songs um, that that 
obviously I want to pick some some songs we know, but some that aren't overdone. You know, I think uh, I Get Along Without You Very Well and Skylark are two examples of that. You know, Hoagie Carmichael, Johnny Mercer, amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, how do you how do you approach you know the recording of a song that's that's so familiar to people you know how do you how do you find a way to to make these songs your own? You know it's interesting. A lot of people, a lot of uh, artists I know, we all listen to each other, right? And I've been listening to these songs a lot of, a lot of them for a while. But eventually, what I had to do was stop that. I needed to make them mine, and I just. I was afraid that I would imitate and it would be so, um, you know, somebody else's instead of mine. So what I, I just dug into the song and the lyric and what it means to sing, why I'm singing it, and tried to put my own stamp on these songs. They're, for example, we have The Very Thought of You, who I've, I've heard my whole life. My mom loved Nat King Cole, loved his voice. I did too. I mean, there's not a more beautiful, that voice is butter, right? But I... I kept mm-hmm. listening to him and hearing him sing it. So I, I just like, I don't want to hear any of these anymore. I just need to make it mine. And I think with, with the help with my uh, music producer, Steve Tyrell, and the, uh, the orchestrator and arranger, Alan Broadbent, I was, able to, I was able to do that for myself. You know, you've recorded you know, quite a few genres of music, you know, uh, pop, inspirational, country, you know, holiday music. Mm-hmm. Are you like a voracious fan of all types of music, you know, uh, personally, like in your own like personal collection of music? Yeah, I am. I, I really do love all kinds of artists and music. And I think it goes back to how I grew up. You know, obviously country music was a big influence in Oklahoma um, and who I loved, but so was gospel music and um, Madonna, you know, the Go-Go's. Those were the those were the, the bands I was listening to as well. Journey, <laughs> like I had my first dance to that song, to one of their songs, and I just feel like it says a lot about me. I love Eminem. I love uh, Drake. I love Adele. Obviously, who doesn't? But these, my tastes are very eclectic, and uh, they, they, it's, I think it's good to be that way. I, I, I like to be an artist that, that enjoys a lot of different kinds of music. So what you're saying is there's going to be a deluxe edition of this album with a cover of Hotline Bling on it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you know it, baby. As long as there's bling, I'm good. <laughs> right. Um, I, I, I was, when I was reading the liner notes for the album, I was, I was, kind of floored by all the um, kind of like the divas that you that you name checked you know Julie and Carol and Dolly and Bernadette and then you know Madonna and Trisha and mm-hmm. and it's just you, you have such an interesting uh, wide uh, taste in music and that just you know I think actually that's reflective of you know a lot of people because a lot of people just love all sorts of music and sometimes people are too kind of boxed in to certain yes. genres and I think you know it's it's really great what you've been able to do with your career I think thank you I, I appreciate that I don't I that's really the truth I mean I just like we like different kinds of movies you know and we like different actors it's the same with music and I like to see what people are doing I like to hear what they have to say that's real how you really get to know an artist is by what they say yeah. Um, well, you're headed back to Broadway. Uh, I think people are going to be very excited about this because uh, you have a little sort of 
mini residency, I suppose we can call it, uh, November 2nd through 13th. Um, and you must be thrilled about these shows uh, because it's, you know, it's like it's a love letter to Broadway effectively, right? Yeah, I'm beside myself. I'm, I'm nervous. Um, I think in a, nervous in a good way, though. I, I want to, you know, I always want to do good and make myself better and be great and all that. But I, I also know who's come before me. There's a list of w- women who've done it. And I, I'm now going to be on that list. And I take it very seriously. I want, I want, but but I want people to have fun, and um, I'm doing a couple of things I don't think have really ever been done before on Broadway, which obviously I can't say, but I'm excited by that. I will tell you that the the show every night, um, it, it's going to be different every night. The fun thing about oh, wow. being an artist is getting to bring new songs in or bring in really old songs to you and switch them out, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm, I mean, how many? Opportunities do you have as an artist to get to to headline your own concert? And I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna do the best I can. You absolutely should. And you know we are in such a renaissance right now. I think you know in the world of Broadway and theater, um, you know not just because of the wonderful things that you've done, but also because of you know certainly the phenomenon of Hamilton and and so mm-hmm. forth. Do you think that you know musical theater and Broadway is in a really good place right now? I actually think it's in a great place. I know that the last couple of years we've been at the top on Broadway uh, with the most sales we've ever had. And that tells me something. That tells me that as, as hard as our, uh, as our current times are and have been um, and people feel a little bit in despair, people still want to go to the theater and forget. They still want to pay money and go see the new play, the new musical, and act of something, and I, it makes me happy that um, people are still doing that, and that we're at the top. We're at the top of our game, actually, and that just means that we need, we need to. Har- we are hearkening back to a time when we can forget and walk into a theater and be transported. And you know, there's, this is an interesting time to be alive, but we still have so much to be grateful for, and I think Broadway's one of them. Music, in fact. Yeah. Um, last question. You know, you're going to be um, co-starring in December on NBC's live production of Hairspray, which, mm-hmm. of course, should be amazing. And <laughs> I actually um, have a related question to that because I I know that you were in a, in a reading of The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas a few months ago. Yes. And I think there's people are rumbling and talking about how maybe it's coming back to Broadway in some capacity. Is there anything you're allowed to say or that we can say about a, this possibility of the best little whorehouse in Texas coming back to Broadway oh, with you in it? Sure, sure. I'm definitely, um, I'm very interested in, um, you know, delving in deeper into the book and, and seeing how we can um, uh, make it a little bit more current because it is, it is a, a, a little bit of a, um, it, it's a different time, right? Yeah. But yet, I still <laughs> want to be. I still want to be truth to the music and to the overall story. Um, it is, I think, a, just a fun show, and people again want to just go forget. And I, I remember that. Like I remember watching the movie and seeing Dolly do it. And of course, everyone knows me, knows I love her, and that she that I worship at her altar. So it it would be fun for me to try to it, attempt attempt to get in her shoes like just attempt and um i think same goes with hairspray it's a time when we need to see it 
people want to laugh and clap and be able to hum the tunes when they leave. And uh, with both those shows, you can. Well, um, you can see uh, Kristen on Broadway uh, coming up here November 2nd through 13th. And, of course, you can hear her on record um, on The Art of Elegance, which is out now. Thank you so much, Kristen, for taking the time to do the Billboard Pop Shop podcast. You are such a delight, and uh, I'm such a fan. So thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the time. I appreciate it. There's a saying old Says that love is blind Still we're often told Thank you again, Kristen. That was so wonderful. We've been trying to get her on the show for a while, and we could finally make it happen. So we're, doing, we're both doing jazz hands jazz right hands. now. You can't see it. We're doing uh, <laughs> jazz hands all for you in the art of elegance. Um, and now it's time for our second guest interview. We're just rolling right More along. More jazz hands. More jazz hands. More jazz hands. And effectively, this makes sense because uh, this next guest, his new album is based all around uh, famous uh, dance sequences from films. Perfect. So... Uh, Bright Light, Bright Light, a.k.a. the singer-songwriter Rod Thomas, came by the L.A. office a few weeks ago in the midst of his U.S. tour. I basically pinged him on Facebook when he was in town and was like, yo, can you come by the office? And he Ubered on over. And it actually happened. Maybe we should try Drake. Yeah, sure. Yo, Drake. Can you get him on <laughs> Slip Facebook? Slip into his DMs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you? I don't. I, he doesn't follow me, so I don't think I can make he does that not happen. Not follow me either. Um, well, anyway, uh, Bright Light, Bright Light recently released his album Choreography, which was inspired by dance sequences in films that he really loved. And the set debuted at number twelve on our Top Dance Electronic Albums chart, which is all the more impressive because he's a super indie artist. Like yeah. everything is just done effectively on his own. So it's a true triumph for him. And uh, the album also features guests like Elton John and all the members of Scissor Sisters, just not all together at the same time. <laughs> um, so anyway, here's our chat with uh, Bright Light, Bright Light. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast, Broad Thomas, a.k.a. Bright Light, Bright Light. Hello, thank you for having me. We actually, this is the second time we're recording this. <laughs> I'm going to be perfectly honest. Say the first time we did it, we had a lovely conversation for about a minute, and then it went kaput. So we're starting over. Technology is nobody's friend, is it? Um, it's, shockingly, it should be, um, but it's not sometimes. But now we're here together, finally. Um, and I'm going to congratulate you again on the new album, Choreography, uh, which hit number 12 on Billboard's Top Dance Electronic Albums chart. And I know you already said that you were delighted about it, but you have to tell me again how exciting it is to finally, you know, have an album on the Billboard charts. It's crazy. I mean, when you're an artist from the UK, let alone like an independent artist, you never think that your album will do anything abroad, you know, even in your home country, really. So seeing that was like the most amazing thing for me. It was it was awesome. It, and you are super indie. Like you do everything on your own. Yes. Like like. Is the album even distributed by... Even? Yeah, it's distributed by Red in the States. Okay. So at least you have that helping yeah. you. But still, it's like... This is like fully a self-contained unit. You yeah. have you have some help, obviously, in your organization. But you don't have like a label kind of pimping you out to radio nope. and trying to, you know, market you in crazy ways. It's really a very homegrown operation, which makes it probably all the more fulfilling for you I'd imagine yeah I mean it's been really cool I've got to work with a lot of really great people and all the relationships on the record and around the record have been very organic yeah which is a much more rewarding um way to make music I think because music is supposed to be fun it's supposed to be made to sort of create these like 
good relationships between people you know you work with people that inspire you and I've been able to it's been really cool so I obviously have like my press team and my radio team in different territories but they're people that I've chosen not people that were like assigned to it right and um and they're all just brilliant and you know speaking of your team there's a lot of people on the album um that are clearly people that are your friends that are organic relationships I mean Mm -hmm. they're not plants but I mean the relationships that you've cultivated over years that you weren't just like sort of like shoved together in a studio like make magic make a song I mean um, the first single from the album, All in the Name, which happens to feature Elton John, yes. um, recently hit the top 25 of Billboard's Dance Club Songs chart. Yes. Um, so more charting action for you. I know. How crazy. It's, it's funny how these things uh. work. Um, and on that track, it's not only Elton, but um, uh, Alan Cummings on it, Jake Shears, Animatronic, both of the Scissor Sisters, um, Del Marquis of the Scissor Sisters yep. plays guitar on mm-hmm. it. Uh I mean, there's this like kind of like big choir of yeah. voices that sing the chorus. Um, wh- was it easy to get all these friends of yours on the album? Um, it took a little bit of... Uh, Cajoling? Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit like Jenga, you know, like making everyone sort of available at different times. Um, you somehow succeeded in getting all four members of the Scissor Sisters onto the album just on different tracks. Yes. <laughs> um, that was kind of a, a personal goal of mine. Like Scissor Sisters are one of the bands that really inspired me to keep doing what I do um they're one of my favorite bands ever and because they have had such a hiatus you know people kept asking me like when are they coming back what's happening as if like I can speak for them I clearly can't so I just thought you know well I'll just put them all on my album and that's like virtually a reunion yeah so like baby daddy wrote one of the songs with me as well so they're literally all on my album and it yeah, felt he played cool. he, he plays um like keyboards or guitar he, he or co-wrote um home with okay. me the one that alan cummings sings on so it's it's you know if if you need your scissor sisters fix yep and uh you enjoy bright light bright light you're gonna get the best of both worlds exactly um it, jake jake has been on the show before previously so you're in good company mm-hmm. um and you know I, I really like, uh, well, the whole album. Um, there's a particular track on it that kind of, I'm assuming you were kind of going for like a housey vibe. Um, I Only Want to Please You. Yes. Which has like this wailing diva vocal in there, mm-hmm. which I don't think is animatronic. I think that must be Bridget Barkley. It's actually both of them. Oh, it's both of them. Yeah, so they doubled each other on it, yeah. Was that the intention to kind of go for kind of like a throwback? Yeah, very much. Um, so, like, the whole album is inspired by dance sequences in movies that I really loved. Um, this song in particular isn't really about any particular movie, but, like, the vibe and the energy of some of those films in the 80s where there were, like, huge dance sequences and, like, full choreography with, like, 20 or 30 women doing, like, super fierce things. Um, so it's, like, tapping into that visually, and then sonically it's into the, like, um, Stock Aitken Waterman world of, like synth magic well there's there's like a lot of programmed beats there's like some sort of like cowbell action i mean there's probably no sounds um sadly not actually but there are some kind Mm -hmm. of percussiony bell like sounds um but it has that and i love it it has that you can hear kind of the moments of is this sort of erasure or is this sort of pet shop boise but at the same time it's still very of the now like you don't feel like it's like a complete like Let's go back to 87. Yeah. I mean, the idea is I never wanted to um, replicate, but I wanted to reference. Yeah. Because I think like all of the the eras that I do love, 
I'm pretty sure that no one could do them better than they did them at the time. Right. So, like, using the odd, like, sound or, like, rhythm, beat, kind of, like, texture ideas is something that I'm interested in, but I don't want to try and, like, make an 80s record. Well, you're on tour right now, and obviously you're playing a show tonight in Los Angeles. How is the tour going so far? I know it's kind of a cliche question to ask, but how is the tour going so far? Brilliant. It's been so much fun. Like, the shows are great. You're like, no, it's terrible. Everything's oh, going so to pop. terrible. Um, no, it's been really good. Uh, it's really cool to get to play the new songs rather than when you're sort of like at the end of a previous album campaign. You've played the songs mostly and, right. you know, it's just nice to get to be able to play new material and see how people respond to that. And it's been so cool. Like, the album's been out for, I suppose, a month now and um, people know all the words and it feels really, really good. Yeah. So, like, the, the New York show was off the hook. It was crazy busy and people... Lost their tiny minds and lived their best lives, and I had such a blast. It's been have, really cool. Have you said that phrase before, lost their tiny minds and lived their best lives? No, but it sounds quite good, doesn't it? It sounds good. I'm like, why do they have tiny minds? I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Don't take it too literally. Okay. But it, it, it sounds like a lyric. It sounds like it well, could be a lyric. I mean, I, I have been known to write one or two, so we'll see. Um, and then after the, the tour, because the tour then I think goes back to Europe, right? Or mm-hmm. goes to the UK? Yeah, it's the UK and Europe in October, November. Is there plans for like future music videos and, yes. and that sort of thing? And anything yes. we can say yet, or is it all sort of in the ether still? Um, well, let's just say um, I made like a, a tri- triptych of videos oh. well, like, before the album came out. So two have been released and one is coming. And my idea is to work with lots of different choreographers over the course of the next year or two to work on material for the other songs on the album to bring them to life. It's such a great concept, you know, with the you know, with choreography being an album where you know all the songs were inspired by, you know, choreographed dance sequences, and then now you're able to kind of, you know, parlay that into kind of a larger multimedia experience. Mm-hmm. Um, was that? Did you consciously think of that beforehand? Yes. You're like, all right, oh, well, of course. Yes. You're like, yes, I did. Yes, I did. It wasn't it wasn't just a concept for an album. It was also a concept for, you know, the tour and yeah. the visuals. Yeah, I, I sort of planned it all out, like, way, way in advance. So when I first thought about what I was going to do for a third album, I thought about, like, the inspiration of the album, the concept, the color scheme, the videos, the look, the feel, the songs, the sounds, everything. It, I wanted it all to be very... Um, coherent mm-hmm. and fun and the dance sequences in films are like the most fun things to me yeah so i wanted to do something in that in that vein so it's going to be like a, a really cool year of being able to tour in that way i think and you know you've we, we've talked about your, your your sort of famous collaborators before and everyone talks about elton john a lot mm-hmm. um because you were uh, sort of briefly signed to his management company mm-hmm. a long while back. A long while back, yeah. And then you just became friends after that. You're no longer with his management, but you yeah. stayed great friends. And, you know, you collaborate with him. And he's on a number of, of the tracks on the album. Yep. Is there is, is there someone on your dream list of collaborators in the future that you haven't yet got to work with that you'd like to work with? Or is that kind of a silly question to ask? You're like, well, maybe if it happens, it happens. There's plenty of people. It, I mean, in a dream, dream, dream world, it would be Kate Bush. But Ooh. I'm very aware that she's, you know, she's not really creating much new music in terms of working with new people or right. other people. So I don't think that's <clears> going to be very likely. Um but there's a ton of people around, you know, I think St. Lucia are one of the best bands in the, the modern world. So I'd love to do something with them, whether it's like a remix swap or a co-write or something. I think they're awesome. 
Um, there's loads of people like Roiksop I would love to do something with. I think their production is incredible. Um, there's, oh, there's just like a million people. Um, it's hard though. It's yeah. it's one of those things when people, somebody goes like, what's your favorite movie? Yeah. You can't think of a single movie. Right. But like those, those two, I think are like super talented people and they have really interesting sonic palettes and ways with melody. I think they're, they're brilliant. Well, I know you have to go to a show tonight. In fact, I, I dragged you over here uh, sort of uh, against your will. Ah, uh, not of. at all. Um, and I know you, like, you have to do like sound check and stuff probably like in, in a couple hours. So yeah. I appreciate you coming by. Thanks and for thank you me. so much for doing this. And uh, good luck on the rest of your shows. Thanks. And um, hope to speak to you again soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thanks again to Rod, a.k.a. Bright Light, Bright Light. Uh, if you happen to be in Europe, if you happen to be one of our European listeners, mm-hmm. uh, make sure to catch him on tour starting on October 30th in Leeds in England. I wonder if that's Leeds, England. Is that what you say? Or is it Leeds in... Both. I think oh. both are right. Leeds. The comma right. is implied when yeah. you say it. So anyway, check him out on tour. <laughs> you'll have a great time and you'll probably dance your face off. Okay. Shockingly, we have come to the end of this week's show. Well, yeah, two interviews. What do you, yeah. Chart chat. Full show. Bon Iver and Solange got a lot to talk about. So much. Well, um, what uh, what song should we go out on here? Ooh, can we go out on a Kristen, like, popular, maybe? Like a Wicked Pop- song? Popular. Yeah. Sure. Let's do that. Uh, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Popular. You're gonna be popular. I'll teach you the proper poise when you talk to boys. Little ways to flirt and grounds. I'll show you what shoes to wear. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.